Ladies and gentlemen, good day and welcome to Vipro Limited Q1 FY22 Earnings Conference Call. As a reminder, all participant lines will be in the listen-only mode, and there will be an opportunity for you to ask questions after the presentation concludes. Should you need assistance during the conference call, please signal an operator by pressing star 10-0 on your touchstone phone. Please note that this conference is being recorded. I now hand the conference over to Ms. Aparna Ayer, Vice President and Corporate Treasurer. Thank you, and over to you, Ms. Ayer. Thank you, Marcus. A very warm welcome to our Q1 FI22 earnings call. We will begin the call with business highlights and overview by Thierry Delapos, our CEO and Managing Director, followed by a financial overview by our CFO, Jatin Dalar. Afterwards, the operator will open the bridge for Q&A with our management team. Before theory starts, let me draw your attention to the fact that during this call, we may make certain forward-looking statements within the meaning of the Private Securities Litigation Reforms Act 1995. These statements are based on management's current expectations and are associated with uncertainties and risks, which may cause the actual results to differ materially from those expected. The uncertainties and risk factors are explained in our detailed filings with ACC. WIPRO does not undertake any obligation to update the forward-looking statements to reflect events and circumstances after the date of filing. The conference call will be archived and the transcript will be available on our website. Over to you, Thierry. Obama, thank you. So, hello, everyone. Thank you for uh, joining us today. Uh, those of you joining in from India, many of you may be uh, coming out of a very difficult period during the second wave of the pandemic. So I wish you well, and with all humility and hope, uh, believe the, the future holds better days for everyone around the world. Uh, this is not an experience that we can write off lightly. Many of our colleagues and their loved ones have experienced grief, stress, suffering, over the past 15 months, Wipro has stepped up in every way possible to support those uh, affected. Our COVID task force, led by Saurabh and our CEO, Sanjeev, have done everything possible for our colleagues. We ramped up efforts around oxygen provisioning, COVID testing. We established isolation centers in many Indian cities. We partnered with hospitals and managed hospital admissions for many of our employees who are stationed on site with family members in India. WIPRO's task force has managed the hospitalization and care of their family. Globally, we are continuing to offer COVID care sick leaves and enhanced medical insurance coverage. Unfortunately, we lost some of our colleagues to the virus during the second wave. In some cases, where a spouse or such an employee has sold jobs with us, we have treated it as a priority. And we've offered them a relevant role in WIPRO. And we recognize the emotional toll on people. So mental health resources are being made available for our colleagues around the world. Presently, about 56% of our employees in India are vaccinated and we will continue to provide vaccination facility in our campuses. But more broadly for our community, we continue to operate a dedicated COVID hospital in our Pune, Pune campus, which has uh, treated almost 6,000 patients so far, providing some relief to the city. And the small things that we were able to do has gone a long way to bring relief. Now, for leading us through this extraordinary time, I want to thank my leadership team for steering our people and our business and every one of our employees for being such strong custodians of the spirit of WePro and for giving us their best. This has definitely made WePro stronger, more resilient, more dependable company than ever before. This actually reflects in our results in the last few quarters and also in what I hear from customers. 
they say they are seeing a more innovative mindset and operational agility from Wipro's team. Clearly, our new business strategy, simplified operating model, and bold approach is starting to pay off. Our Q1 performance, therefore, uh, continues to show considerable expansion and buoyancy. Our revenue growth trajectory has continued to show sharp improvements. Bookings have remained healthy, and our execution showed remarkable perseverance. Let me share now some specifics. Our revenue growth during the quarter was 12.2% in reported terms and 12% on constant currency terms, which is well ahead of the top end of our guidance range, both on an overall basis and excluding capital. This translates into a 21.3% year-on-year growth in constant currency terms. Not only is this the best ever quarterly result, Q1 also saw us report the highest organic sequential growth that we've delivered in 38 quarters. This tremendous growth was really led by strong volumes across almost all markets, across all sectors and service offerings. Our billable headcount addition during the quarter, therefore, was the strongest ever. Revenues from our latest acquisition, Capco, was also ahead of the guidance. Mr. Delaporte, this is the operator. We can't hear your audio, sir, at the moment. Ladies and gentlemen, we would request you to please stay connected while we check the line for the management. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for patiently waiting. We have Mr. Pierre de la Porte reconnected. Over to you, sir. <laughs> thank you very much. So sorry to uh, all of you. Um, and no, I, I've, I've heard that you know I lost you actually a couple of uh, seconds before I realized it. So I, I'm going back to uh, the specifics. So first is our revenue growth. During the quarter was 12.2% in reported terms, 12% on constant currency terms, which is well ahead of the top end of our guidance range, both on an overall basis, but also excluding capital. This translates into a 21.3% year-on-year growth in constant currency terms. Not only is this the best ever quarterly result, Q1 also saw us report the highest organic sequential growth that we have delivered in 38 quarters. This tremendous growth was led by strong volumes, across almost all sectors, all markets, and service offerings. Our billable headcount addition during the quarter, therefore, was the strongest ever. Revenues from our latest acquisition, Capco, was also ahead of their guidance. Now, looking at the environment, the demand environment is robust, and the quality of our overall pipeline is better than before. Our growth funnel addition during the quarter was strong, and we continue to increase our participation in deals in the marketplace. We closed eight large deals, resulting in a TCB of over $715 million. Surely, 
all markets are witnessing solid demand, but in the Americas one market, large deal wins were exceptionally strong. At this point, we are seeing a good mix of large, medium-sized, and smaller deals. At the announcement of acquisition of Capco, we had shared with you that the long-term sustainable operating margin band post the dilution of Capco was to be between 17 and 17.5%. During the quarter, we have delivered margins well above that range at 18.8% after consolidating two months of Capco results and significantly investing in talent and supply chain. We have added over 12,000 employees on a net basis, which is 80% of what we've added in all of last financial year and the highest in the last decade. Now, let me add some color to the underlying business performance. All numbers are in constant currency for ease of reference. There is significant traction across all our markets and our growth is broad-based. The top three markets grew double digits on a year-on-year basis, even without capital. In America's one, we grew 18% year-on-year. Most of the sectors have seen strong traction with health and consumer verticals leading from the front. In America's two, we grew 24% year-on-year, driven by a strong volume increase. Capco obviously has further elevated this performance. The demand in the BFSI sector has remained strong across all service offerings this quarter. The high-tech business grew by 26% year-on-year, while our manufacturing business is making a recovery slowly. Our European business has delivered a year-on-year growth of 32.5% on the back of several large deal wins, as well as the Capco acquisition. UK, Southern Europe, and Germany led this growth. Our apnea market grew moderately at 0.8% year-on-year, and we are now seeing improved environment in Australia, New Zealand, and Southeast Asia. The pipeline in these markets are healthy, and growing. From a service offering standpoint, our IBS global business line grew by 18.3% quarter over quarter and 25.3% year on year. Most of the sub practices show the healthy growth. We are seeing increased demand in new age offerings like cloud transformation. The shift to cloud is unmistakable. We announced a number of cloud-related wins in different industries and geographies in the last few months. And to further our growth and commitment to clients and hyperscaler partners, we will be making a significant announcement about our cloud business in the coming weeks, which I encourage you to look out for. Our iCore global business line grew by 3.7% sequentially and 15.9% year-on-year, both of our large-scale practices, infrastructure services, and digital operations grew in double digits on a year-on-year basis. Our top 10 customers grew 13.4% Q-on-Q and 17.9% year-on-year in constant currency terms. We added two customers to the over 100 million account category and two new customers in the over $50 million account category. Now, let me give you a sense of the kind of deals we are winning. First, we secured a multi-year, multi-million dollar contract this quarter from a US-based healthcare company to consolidate their entire on-premise and cloud infrastructure operations, as well as end-user services using intelligent automation. The consolidation would create attractive opportunities to streamline operations, enhance user experience, and ease the application portfolio migration to cloud by using a digital-first approach. Second, a leading European automobile manufacturer has awarded us a contract to transform and modernize their internet and cloud security access so they can meet the requirements of remote working. 
Our solution will provide protection from advanced cyber threats, enhance security compliance, protect corporate data leaks, reduce cost, and provide scalability. Another example, a leading US-based distributor of plumbing supplies has selected Wipro to support their cloud transformation journey by embedding quality engineering in the development lifecycle, encompassing CRM implementation, data migration, and legacy applications. Additionally, Wipro will provide managed services for cloud ERP, covering multiple business functions and resulting in improved business agility and customer experience across more than 1,400 store locations. As most of you will know, we completed our acquisition of Capco at the end of April 2021. Over the last two months, we have made sure that they are gradually inducted into Wipro and start to feel at home. While these are early days, obviously, we continue to build good momentum on our joint go-to-market efforts. Not surprisingly, the Synergy pipeline is shaping well, and we have started seeing some early wins. For example, we had the joint consulting win with a leading global payments provider where we will create a migration framework for 950 regional banks and merchants to move to a new digital platform for debit cards. We'll continue to announce more such wins for sure. And finally, onto our outlook for the next quarter. We have guided for revenue growth of 5 to 7%. Even at the lower end of this guidance, we will cross the 10 billion annual run rate of revenues, which we are very excited about. While we don't guide for full year, you know that, the Q1 performance and the Q2 guidance sets us up for well ahead of double-digit growth for the full year, even excluding Capco. While sharing with you um, our new strategy last year, I had said that talent will be a critical success factor. This pandemic has overturned several notions of how organizations traditionally approached talent engagement and development. The dramatic shift to a remote working environment has made labor across all sectors and markets more mobile and liberated. Therefore, Higher attrition has become a universal issue. Wipro acknowledges this and is adapting quickly. We have doubled down on increasing intake from campuses across the world, as well as reskilling our existing workforce. We will onboard 33% more freshers in FY22. This is the previous year. We also intend to onboard 6,000 freshers in Quito itself. Growth is our priority, and we will ensure that talent supply is not a constraint to our ambition. In the short term, we will experience some inflationary pressure in people costs. We've announced a salary hike for 80% of our employees effective September 1st, the second hike in this calendar year. Now, to summarize, we are pleased with the sharp improvement in our growth trajectory. And we are optimistic about building on that momentum in the remaining quarters of the financial year. On that note, let me hand over to Jatin for his comments on the financials. Jatin, over to you. Thank you, Thierry. Uh, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, thank you for joining our call. I'll summarize the financial uh, performance. We have grown 25.7% in reported terms from Q1 of last year. Our operating margin are 30 basis points lower at 18.8 compared to Q1 of last year. We had a certain closure of audits in our taxation matters in quarter one, whereby our tax rate for quarter one is 16.1%. Overall, our net income grew 35% and our EPS grew 41%. Let me talk about cash flows. We have managed the quarter well from DSO standpoint. We have improved it by seven days to deliver a DSO of 68 days in quarter one. 
that has helped us deliver operating cash flow at 104% of our net income and free cash flow at 90% of our net income. We had $4.1 billion gross of that cash at the end of quarter one and $2.6 billion of cash net of debt at the end of quarter one. I will now speak about our Forex performance. We had a good realization of 74.75 in quarter one. We have $3.4 billion of hedges at the end of quarter one. As theory mentioned, we have guided for 5 to 7% sequential growth in the currencies that are mentioned on our press release. We'll be very happy to take your questions from here. Thank you. Thank you very much. We will now begin the question and answer session. Anyone who wishes to ask a question may press star and one on the touchstone telephone. If you wish to remove yourself from the question queue, you may press star and two. Participants are requested to use handsets while asking a question. Anyone who would like to ask a question, please press star and one at this time. Ladies and gentlemen, we will wait for a moment while the question queue assembles. The first question is from the line of Sudhir Gundapali from ICICI Security. Please go ahead. Yeah, uh, good evening, gentlemen. Uh, thanks for giving me the opportunity. Uh, congrats on a good quarter. Uh, my first question, uh, Theory, on the uh, health BU, uh, across the top five Indian companies, Wipro perhaps had the strongest footprint in healthcare vertical even before the onset of COVID. Uh, and over the last four to five quarters, uh, this vertical has been doing quite well for most other players, given the ad hoc work companies have been doing in areas like contact tracing applications or vaccine logistics management, et cetera, et cetera. However, for Wipro, this vertical has been quite soft over the previous several quarters, including the current one. Any color on this uh, as to why this is the case and what is the outlook going forward? You know, um, when we were looking at the performance in sales uh, for the quarter, uh, you know, it turns out that, you know, the, the, the one of the best performing quarter in sales has been the health care sector. So, you know, I think we have uh, a, a nice uh, position. We are showing a little lower growth than some other sectors. It's clear. It's in revenue, 2.6% uh, growth uh, quarter over quarter. It's 10% growth year on year. Uh, from our health business, uh, there's a nice improvement uh, in America uh, in particular. So I think, you know, our ambition remains the same. We'll continue to invest in this sector. It's one of our strategic sectors, and we'll continue to get stronger in this sector. But we are back into growth mode in, in healthcare. Sure, Terry. And my second question, uh, if I looked at uh, uh, you know the guidance, excluding the impact of Capco and Ampion, uh, growth guidance for the September quarter may likely be in the range of 1% to 3% in constant currency terms. Uh, this appears little muted, especially in the context of the demand momentum we are talking about. Any thoughts on this front? Are we being little conservative here, or are we foreseeing some headwinds at this juncture? Um, you're talking so you're talking about Q2 now. Yes. Or Q. Okay. No, no, we are not. No, no, we are not. We are not seeing any uh, any uh, headwinds. Actually, we continue to grow well and we continue to perform well. And you know, I, I don't. I'm not sure your math is 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 accurate. To be honest, uh, frankly, um, you know, I think Capco will continue to grow. You know, they've grown uh, nicely in this quarter. They'll continue to grow the next quarter, but the uh, what what we call the business before Capco is going to continue to grow well as well. So you know it's it's not going to be uh, one to three percent growth the way you see it. It's going to be more. Sure, uh, Justin. Any any color on that? Uh, what would be the organic growth guidance for next quarter? So so Sudhir, we are not breaking it out, but uh, theory's commentary is is accurate uh, uh, from the way we see it. Uh, we will uh, we will we see 
strong traction both in capco as well as uh, um, as well as uh, uh, organic or uh, without capco numbers and mpn is not even completed yet uh, sudesh uh, uh, we will complete it during the course of the quarter sir uh, thanks jitin that's it from my side all the best thank you the next question is from the line of sandeep agarwal from edelweiss please go ahead hi good evening cherry uh, and 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 congrats on excellent quarter and a very complimentary sorry to interrupt you ms agarwal your voice is breaking up sir can you hear now please we can hear you but your voice is not clear it's breaking up may i request you to move to a better reception area maybe it might help yeah sure sure now the voice should be better it's better at the moment to make go ahead yeah so theory i have a little strategic question and i'm not asking for a near term because uh, we are seeing a big uh, turnaround in the industry so i want to know two things since you have joined uh, what is the change in your uh, timeline of when you came in uh, how much proportion of your time you were spending in stabilizing the operation building the team making the strategic changes choosing the right path of growth and uh, and building customer delivery and experience versus now so how much of those time you have been able to curtail and uh, start focusing on growth sales engine and marketing or you are still uh, in the same you are spending your time in the same proportion as you were when you joined uh, that is number 1 so basically i want to understand that how much of the things have been stabilized since you have joined and how much more time you will take to stabilize before you start 100% focus on growth growth and growth uh, that is number 1 and number 2 uh, i wanted to know is that uh, we we are in a situation where probably now our country is in a monopoly situation and what i mean by monopoly is single monopoly in fact where there is no competition virtually uh, outside india to execute software services although you know uh, there are few companies which are existing but they are also dependent on manpower from india and very less proportion is outside india and it is available and the demand demand is chasing supply that is the reality which we are dealing with so uh, my question is why this this open ended kind of you know guidance of double digit and i am not asking for any specific guidance for any quarter or any year but will can you at least you know say that what you are seeing now for the next 2 3 years is something which you would not have seen in last 10 years or 15 years at least that kind of comfort do you have today or you would refrain from giving that comfort to the investors thanks a lot okay okay so i'll come back to uh, the point number 2 which is you know the outlook for growth for the next quarter okay outlook uh, for growth next quarter uh, the first question was remind me because i forgot to write it down what was your first question just tell me the t- the two words and i'll i'll i'll, I'll go ahead no, i just want to know the change in proportion of your time which you were spending oh, yeah, yeah, when you yeah, joined yeah. okay 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 yeah it's been a long day so i my memory is memory is telling me so um i day one day one uh at wepro i've engaged with clients so i've i've never done anything else than focusing on growth from day one um if i look at and i'm tracking my timing in the way i'm focusing uh my time i would say it's 30% of my time talking to clients so engaging directly with clients 30% of my time okay 30% engaging with employees and that's really on the people front it's connecting with all sorts of groups about you know uh uh you know the strategy it's as much to share about the priorities explain why to, where we are going what is our ambition and so on but also get feedback from them so really connect at every level and 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 i would say about 30% 30 percent, 40% 30% to um look at you know different aspects of operations um but that's not only operations it's operations and strategy and so it's looking at you know uh, uh uh opportunities like capco and and you know what what are the uh uh strategic priorities for us and how do we progress along these lines so i've not 
to be honest, since your question seems to be about, you know, do you have time to um, to focus on anything else than operations? I've never uh, stopped focusing on the market and on our clients, and we are gross obsessed inside the organization. Every time we're in a meeting, we talk about clients, we talk about the growth, we talk about deals, and this is what we are doing. Okay. On your second question, outlook for uh, you know the next uh, years. What is very clear is that there is a strong demand. Okay, it's a very good market for companies. Uh, it's time to take market share. It's time to uh, uh, you know uh, grow. But it's for that you need to really focus on the areas of interest for the client. So really the uh, uh, areas of, demand, of high demand around cybersecurity, around data, around uh, digital transformation, around cloud journey. All these topics are in high demand. And for sure, there's attrition here. Because as you said, it, it's, 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 you know, we are going after talent and we are in an environment where, uh, you know, there's, there's, there's going to be a, ch- a shortage in talent at some point in time. And so, we are, I think, well positioned. We've had a very good impact on um, in terms of attraction, in terms of attractive mess uh, uh, um, for, for um, the, the, the potential employees or people hire, uh, that we are hiring, and we'll continue to do so. My view is that the market will continue to be good for the next quarters. I cannot predict for the next years, but I can certainly predict that for the next quarter there will be there is, a, you know, a very good um, perspective of growth and, and high demand because the companies, the clients from every sector, every industry we are working with are driving transformation programs. They are investing in technology today. And so, you know, and, and I see it's very visible in connecting with, you know, our clients that, you know, they are engaged in significant transformation programs. So, uh you know, definitely a promising market for for the foreseeable future for us. Thanks. Thanks a lot. Uh, Thanks for your time. Uh, And wish you best of luck for the future quarters. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. The next question is from the line of Nitin Padmanabhan from Investec. Please go ahead. Yeah, hi. Good evening, everyone. And uh, two questions. Um, the first one is, how do we think about margins going forward? Uh, what do you think would be the puts and takes in terms of headwinds and tailwinds? Uh, this is a broad thought process there. And the second one is, if I look at the uh, BFS or the financial services revenue, excluding TAPCO, uh, it looks almost flattish. So I just wanted your thoughts on the underlying environment on the core business there. And uh, second, any thoughts on the energy and utilities uh, vertical in terms of what's driving the strength in that business? Okay, all right. So, so a couple of questions. So, the first one is around your, you know, your reading of the growth for the first quarter. So, in the first quarter, after Capco will be part of the organization, but we are still uh, communicating on, you know, the contribution to the growth of Capco uh, in Q1 of the uh, 12.2% growth in reported terms delivered in uh, Q1, 4.9% is organic, okay? 4.9% quarter over quarter is the organic growth uh, generated by uh, Wipro before Capco, okay? So it's, 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 it's a strong growth. Capco's growth has been strong and therefore overall, it's, it's a very strong growth, 12.2% reported terms 21.3% in constant currency terms year on year. So this is uh, for the growth itself. Um, the, uh, uh, the margin uh, profile, what we've said, it's probably, you know, I think we are very consistent. What we've said probably three to four quarters ago is we are going to drive a growth um, uh, agenda, growth strategy, uh, but not to the expense of margins. We will protect and maintain the margins at sustainable level that we had qualified between 19 and 
Then we've done the Capco acquisition. We've said that Capco would have a two points of margin impact on our uh, OM. And therefore, you know, we are we consider that you know the margin around 17, 17.5% is going to be the level where we will be uh, for the foreseeable future. We've done better this quarter, 18.8%, but it doesn't change our uh, the way we are seeing our margin profile. Jatin, you want to uh, give more color to it? Uh, thanks, Thierry. So, so Nitin, uh, you know the way we have looked at it, and we have always maintained it. Uh, Thierry also spoke about it that growth remains a priority, and you have to appreciate that this is a year of opportunity for every player, and certainly uh, for us. Um, and you have seen the growth that we delivered in quarter four, and we have delivered in quarter one, and we we have to invest in people. Uh, because that would be a, a key differentiator in the current market environment, and we have done so. We gave salary increase for our uh, junior staff on 1st January. We are going to give them one, once again a salary increase on 1st September. For our senior staff, we have given salary increase on 1st June, uh, for which two, two months impact will come in quarter two. Uh, so we will remain invested in the talent in this year to make sure that we capture the the what market has to offer and we capture share. Uh, having said that, there are uh, definitely uh, levers that we will continue to leverage. Pyramid is one, and you heard Saurabh talk about the kind of fresher addition that we are going to do. Uh, certainly, offshoring is one big theme which continues uh, to play out quite well. Third is is automation. Uh, fourth is productivity uh, that we can drive, uh, rotation that we can drive uh, across organization on this scale, uh, leverage that operating uh, leverage uh, can play out in a, in a growth scenario like this. So there are many levers that we remain very focused on uh, and will continue to work on. But we will remain focused on, on uh, revenue and we will make a fine balance with margin as we move forward. Uh, but our commentary on the medium-term outlook, uh, you heard from theory, that's what we, we keep in mind. But as you have seen, quarter one, we have delivered significantly more than that. Sure, that's helpful. Uh, so uh, would one expect that after the September uh, salary increases for 80% of the people, uh, similarly, it would be followed uh, with for the senior management as well, uh, mid-level and senior. Beyond that, so uh, so what I'm trying to ask is, would it mean a full year kind of every quarter kind of salary increase impact? Um, just as we had in Jan and we had another one in uh, uh, in this quarter for mid-level and senior, would we see a follow-through similarly uh, post September? for the senior and mid uh, in the next quarter as well. Is that how one should think about it? No, the, the Saurabh here, uh, the plan is not to give senior, there is no plan for that. It will come now in the normal cycle, which is the annual cycle uh, in the next fiscal for uh, everybody. So after the second cycle, which we are doing in September now for the junior people, everybody will get into a normal cycle from next fiscal. Sure, that's helpful. Uh, my last question, which we missed, was on uh, uh, the energy and utilities uh, vertical and what's driving these things there. Thank you. Thierry, I'll, I'll go ahead and answer that. Uh, okay. Uh, I was on mute. Sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, no problem. So, uh, so Nitin, uh, we are seeing good traction in the market for energy, energy and utilities, and and um, as the demand is coming back, the growth will remain uh, a little lumpy. So I'm very happy with the performance that uh, we have delivered for the current quarter, uh, but but I think uh, it would it would remain lumpy. We we have progressed very well on a project and and ramped that up, but it's not that we are seeing you know, another uh, sort of 11% growth in offering once again in, in quarter two. So it, it would remain uh, uh, a little lumpy as we go forward. Yeah, 
Yeah, exactly. So, so that's what I was going to say. If you look at the uh, uh, energy and, and utility sector, uh, we, we, we have a healthy business here. We have a good pipeline. Uh, the growth that shows that is that is seen here this quarter is a little bit exceptional, and you know I don't think we will necessarily sustain it at this level going forward. But it's 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 a it's a good sector for us for sure. Sure, that's helpful. Thank you so much, and all the best. Thank you. Thank you. The next question is from the line of Vibho Singhal from Philip Capital. Please go ahead. Uh, yeah, hi. Uh, guys. Uh, thanks for uh, taking my question. Uh, so the two questions on my side, uh, first uh, is uh, theory. Uh, just wanted to, uh, so basically just wanted to understand here that this year, of course, we've been doing great. Uh, the first quarter uh, growth itself and the second quarter guidance ensures that uh, we will be able to clock much higher than double-digit growth rate on an organic basis also, even if we exclude the capital integration. Uh, just wanted to get your uh, perspective on how sustainable do you think this growth momentum is uh, in terms of large deals that we are facing, in terms of the demand environment? I mean, for long, I think we've had the Wipro uh, underperforming experience for quite a while in terms of growth rate. Uh, so uh, given that this year, of course, we were coming off a low base of last year, which was impacted by pandemic, uh, will FI22 onwards and all, do you see enough demand environment for us to be able to at least be at par with our peers and continue this growth momentum, or do you believe, uh, given that the current environment that is in Europe with uh, fears of third and fourth uh, COVID wave, uh, there could be some slowdown as well? Uh, so, so I mean, you you definitely can assume that we'll continue to grow at the nice pace. If you look at again, if you look at the performance in Q1, you know. Uh, it will be interesting to see how this compares with the competition. I believe we will be at the high end of the uh, of the growth uh, sequential and and year on year uh, of uh, in our in the industry, even excluding capital. Okay, so that's that. For Q2, we continue to see the growth, you know, being uh, strong. And you know, although I cannot tell, and I will not guide for beyond that. But as we said. We know already that given, you know, where we're going, how things are going and so on, given the volume of opportunities in the pipeline, given uh, uh, the strength of our relationship with our clients, given the quality of our um, solutions and, and capabilities, we know we will grow a solid, nice double-digit growth this year as well uh, from a, a year standpoint. So, you know, the, you can assume that we'll be – uh, uh, showing growth for for a good period of time. Right. Uh, no, uh, any uh, concerns uh, regarding further fourth phase uh, from the from your conversations with the client? Any kind of pushback that we might be getting? Sorry, your voice came muffled. I I didn't hear. You said any concern around what? Yeah, sorry. Uh, my question was any concern that you might have come across. Uh, from your conversation with clients uh, regarding the third or fourth COVID wave, and uh, maybe clients are looking to just maybe wait and watch well, and then continue with their funding plans. Yeah, okay, okay. So your question was specific to COVID, uh, understood. So, um, I mean, every country is going through his uh, challenges, and it's certainly been uh, incredibly challenging for India in particular in Q1. And so, uh, trust me, uh, we've we've delivered this performance despite or in a very difficult context uh, for India, as you know. I think our teams have been incredibly resilient over the last uh, 15 months and it, it showed uh, ability to really deliver with no loss of productivity and very st strong growth and, and strong work and strong quality work to our clients. I think you know, whether we like it or not, there's a reality is that our industry has learned, adapted, and can work in the current environment pretty well. Um, so not that it's my preferred option. I definitely prefer a world without COVID. But from a business standpoint, I think we can definitely continue to sustain growth despite a difficult uh, health environment. 
Sure, uh, great to hear that. Uh, Jabin, just one last question from my side. Uh, in terms of CAPCO uh, integration, I would assume that the, all the payments that uh, required to be made have been made. So just wanted to get uh, your uh, stance on uh, we already having around $4.1 billion of cash. And on top of that, we raising $750 million of uh, bond as uh, we recently did. So, uh, I mean, what is the stance of the company as to why are we doing this? Uh, is it low cost of capital or preparing for some other award chest for something else? Uh, just wanted to get your perspective on that. No, sure. So, uh, you know, this $4.1 billion of gross of that uh, cash is after the $750 million of bond uh, proceeds have come in. So it is inclusive. Uh, second is, uh, you know, we did it because, uh, uh, you know, we wanted to keep a healthy mix of date and internal accruals for our uh, large acquisitions such as Capco. We have done it for Capco. Um, and, uh, and uh, you know, we should retain the flexibility on the balance sheet. Uh, and that's the purpose. It is not created for any specific purpose, uh, uh, you know, as in for some other per, uh, active purpose or other watches for a specific goal. Uh, it is something, if you see historically also, you would see it on our balance sheet, uh, the size of the cash, and it is in line with that. And the payments for the cap acquisitions have all been made? That is completed in quarter one completely. Thank you. Quarter one. Sure. Great. Thank you so much, guys. Uh, uh, wish you all the best. Thank you. Thank you. The next question is from the line of Dipesh Mehta from MK Global. Please go ahead. Yeah, thanks for the opportunity and congrats for strong execution. A few questions. First of all, uh, Thierry, can you help us understand what led to this positive surprise, whether it is very broad-based or a few deals uh, ramp up lead to some surprises? And on CAPCO, uh, is there any seasonality or one-off in this quarter or this is organic business growth which lead to even beat on CAPCO side? Uh, second question is on uh, slightly uh, medium term. Now we have seen services business remain largely linear. So now we are seeing very strong demand environment. Do you think we can have some non-linearity into business either through pricing construct or maybe from uh, automation or something, if you can provide some slightly medium-term perspective, how you expect that linearity to play out over medium-term. And third question is about India SRE business. Now we have seen uh, last few quarter of consistent uh, steady performance and substantial improvement in profitability. So if you can provide some medium-term outlook on profitability of India SRE business. Thanks. Okay. Business, Capco seasonality, linearity of revenue. Um, so on, on the Capco, on the Capco side, uh, no. And, and the first question was really on our growth. Why, why such a strong performance on growth? Uh, so to your question, I can easily respond and clearly say, it's not coming from one of or, you know, one thing somewhere that has been, you know, having a big impact or one large yield or no. No, it's broad-based. It's really across um, our strategic market units, across our regions. We are seeing growth and demand and opportunities everywhere. So that's what gives us also confidence because it's not based on, you know, um, one Splendid uh, win. It's it's many many deals uh, uh, everywhere. So that is solid. Uh, Capco, Capco seasonality. Um, there there will be a seasonality in Capco, uh, but it's not actually playing in, um, in. It's not playing in Q1. Q1 is a normal quarter. I don't think there is anything. Uh, particular, I think Capco being 50% in Europe, you know that traditionally uh, summertime in Europe is a, lot, a little softer because, you know, it's vacation or, you know, summertime. But, you know, having said that, the, the, the trend and the growth and the opportunity showed by 
Capco team is strong as well. So I think it will continue and it will, uh, you know, uh, continue to surprise us positively uh, uh, as, as, we, as we work and, and develop opportunities of synergies as well. Linearity of revenue. I think it's clear that there will be, you know, the way we can leverage platform, the way we can uh, raise prices, the way we can leverage automation to create a slight disconnect between growth and um, and the headcount uh, evolution. But for the best part, my view is that there will be a certain level of continuity of the linearity between those two uh, parameters. Uh, so you should assume that you know growth will be fueled by headcount growth as well, for the best part. Last SRE business, I think you know the SRE business has been in a recovery mode for several quarters. It's doing well. I think it's getting stronger and stronger. Uh, and so I think uh, you know the work done by Sanjeev uh, in the last years. Now our CEO. And the work done by KU is, you know, continue to reinforce our position in this market. We have also clarified our strategy and defined where we want to uh, invest versus places where we no longer want to invest. And I think it's making us more agile, more focused, and uh, probably uh, more consistent as well for our clients. Jatin, any anything you want to add around those points? Uh, I would have really only only a point I will add is, uh, is uh, uh, while we have had good numbers in terms of profitability for couple of uh, last three quarters or so, uh, from a uh, from a modeling standpoint, you should continue to uh, model. Uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, and um, uh, sort of a single-digit positive margins for that business, which I think is is very good outcome given where uh, it is a SRE segment. We have we have, as Terry mentioned, we have been quite successful in completing some of our long-pending projects, and that has given us a, a better outcome than what we originally anticipated. But uh, I, I don't think we can we can say that this business is or 20% plus margin business. Thank you very much. Thank you. The next question is from the line of Prabalji Saluja from Kotak. Please go ahead. Uh, fabulous uh, quarter, everyone. Uh, you know, my question is that, Jatin, uh, uh, did the, the Capco acquisition have any influence on revenues from your uh, top five or top ten accounts, and the context of this question is that uh, you know it's quite unusual and it's quite remarkable as well to have growth from top ten accounts at around thirteen percent sequentially. That just got me curious as to was there any influence of Capco on the top ten accounts. Uh, uh, Kavalji, that is right. There has been addition. Uh, because of Capco in some of our common customers, and that has been uh, that has been reflected in top ten performance. Uh, yeah, thanks for that clarification, Jatin. Um, now, my second question is around the global account uh, executive uh, structure. Uh, uh, I remember that was a change uh, made by Thierry, uh, uh, you know, in Jan. And uh, that called for a you know, change also in profile of uh, global account executives. Uh, you know, now do you have the uh, you know right profile of people that you wanted? You know, at that level. And if yes, when does one start seeing the benefits of uh, this uh, change uh, into the numbers? Not to say that the numbers are not good; it's already good. But I'm just curious about that. Kavaljit, Kavaljit, as theory responds to that, uh, sort of respond to that question. I want to just add one point to what I said that you know even if you take the aggregation of Capco out, we would like to clarify that the sequential growth is ahead of company growth rate on without Capco basis in top ten, as well as on a YOY basis, it's a it's a double digit, double digit number. 
so it even without capco aggregation the growth momentum is quite robust yeah on the on the account executive um uh focus you're absolutely right uh we have really invested a lot in uh building strong account executives roles inside the organization running our large accounts. We have hired many new account executives. We have uh, spent time with, you know, our best account executive to, you know, uh, help them to get more accountability, but also more responsibility, more ability, more support. We have really restructured our model, our operating model, so that they become central to the um, um, large account uh, growth strategy. And, you know, it's, it's definitely uh, bearing fruits. I mean, the, the, even, again, uh, excluding Capco, the large accounts are growing faster than the total uh, company, and it's new. In the past, uh, you know, typically the large accounts were growing less than the uh, uh, growth of the company. And so that 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 was something to be corrected, and we are seeing you know nice impact uh, on the growth of these accounts uh, uh, after the organizational change, and maybe the investments we've made into uh, talent, senior talent. Thank you. All the best. Thank you. Thank you. The next question is from the line of. Sumit Jain from Goldman Sachs. Please go ahead. Uh, yeah, hi, gentlemen. Thanks for taking my question. So firstly, I wanted to understand in terms of your broad-based growth, if I look at your industry verticals, the growth has come from media, telecom, retail, and ENU. And if I exclude the Capco acquisition, financial services also had a pretty weak growth. And even we had a weak growth in healthcare and manufacturing and high-tech vertical. So just want to understand in terms of broad-based growth, in what areas are you growing, or, or I'd say your TCB deal win of $750 million with eight large deal wins, in what industry verticals are these deals largely comprised of? So if you look at deals that we've closed in the quarter, you know, clearly uh, the, the, the sector that stands out in terms of performance have been the healthcare sector, also the consumer sector, I would say uh, uh, the BFSI sector. Okay. If we are looking now at the revenue growth performance per sector, 23% uh, uh, BFSI now, of course, influenced by Capco, but 14% uh, quarter on quarter from consumer, 12% quarter on quarter from ENU, um, 12% from communications. Those are very strong performance. Um, technology has been growing mildly, 2.5%, but 14% year on year. So I would say, um, you know, there's always room for be doing better, for sure. Uh, but I, you know, I would say uh, the, the growth profile has been good. The only sector that hasn't shown growth this quarter is the manufacturing sector. And uh, uh, we will resume growth uh, in, in the next quarter. So that's really uh, the view from a sector standpoint. Chetin, you want to add? No theory, you have covered it. Thank you. Okay. Yeah, thanks, Thierry, for that clarification. So maybe uh, just a follow-up on your TCV deal wins. I think you mentioned $750 million. Can you give us some quarter-on-quarter -quarter or a YOI comparison how this uh, deal wins behaved? Um, so, you know what's interesting is um, we have a different profile on deals than what we've had over the last two quarters. Over the last two quarters, we've had um, we we have had every time one mega deal. So obviously, the mega deal has a huge impact on the total. Now, interestingly enough, if you look at the ACV performance, it's as strong as what we've done in the last two quarters. But we uh, we've done it with smaller deals. So we knew we were not geared up yet to have an engine that creates one deal per quarter. We haven't lost any large deal, by the way, this quarter. It's really that we have to build the pipeline for that, and it's building up well, but it's going to take a bit of time. But 
the volume of deals in medium and large, medium and smaller size deals has been really good. So it's a different segmentation of deals uh, from from the previous quarter, but for overall, in 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 total amount and in um, all the creation, I, I, you know, if you like, it's it's actually been a, a solid performance. We've done better, significantly better than with the plan we had built uh, for the quarter. No, that's very helpful theory. And maybe last thing, I think in your guidance of 5 to 7%, given that we don't know when the Ampion acquisition will get closed, can you split out the organic growth within this 5 to 7%? So I'll take that. Uh, Sumit, you know, since uh, uh, Capco is uh, becoming, is part of Wipro now, and uh, depending upon the customers where we play, the growth could come either from the main entity or from Capco, uh, I think our success lies in being one company and not breaking this out. Uh, so we shared this for quarter one because it's the first quarter of acquisition, but going forward, we will give an aggregate number uh, for, for growth. So I am unable to break that down uh, from 5 to 7% standpoint. Thank you. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, that was the last question for today. I now hand the conference over to Ms. Aparna Ayer for closing comments. Thank you all for joining the call today. In case we could not take any of your questions due to time constraints, please feel free to reach out to the Investor Relations team. Have a nice day and good night. Stay safe. Thank you. Thank you. On behalf of Vipro Limited, that concludes this conference. Thank you for joining us, and you may now disconnect your lines.